it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Wet. It's raining a lot. Oh, okay. Not inside. I'm good. I'm dry. Jeez. I'm as dry as... Uh... Anyway, how's it going tonight, Eric? <laughs> oh, even more wet than that. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Are um, you a slippery Sam over there? Oh, absolutely. We got... Thankfully... Uh, we moved recently, and if I was back at the old house, I'd probably have to get like a kayak or something just to be able to go down the street. But here, it looks like they actually figured out how to like manage water, which is pretty ah, nice. Wow. Yeah. So that's a nice little change. Sometimes if you make like little holes for the water across the road, that'll actually like help out. Yeah, I could drill holes mm-hmm. in the driveway or something, try to get extra water to go through. I yeah. mean, that's what that's what you do, right? Yeah, it's like aeration, but with water. There's probably a word for yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like right now with your driveway, it's essentially like the the ground can't act as a water sponge. Mm-hmm. So really, you're shooting yourself in the foot, <laughs> right? With a water gun, or you just dig a trench into your neighbor's yard. And not See. my problem anymore. Water goes over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like I'd listen to you, water boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Aqueducts don't need to be so high. It's something the Romans never learned. You can just have ground aqueducts. Yeah. Well, the neighbor has a pool here, so I'm just trying to help make sure their pool stays nice and filled. <laughs> just just all of neighbor. the drainage water into their pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got like a pump in the street bringing the water up elevation <laughs> into their pool. <laughs> but we do oh. have the the previous homeowners left a, a garden here. And it looks like I could probably grow rice in there or something with oh, if nice. it rains this much. Get some patties. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you ta- but ju- like just in that spot. What's the mix you're going for with these patties? Beef, turkey. Ooh, beef and pork, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Beef and venison, 50-50. Also, Ooh, wow. beef and venison, meatloaf, top tier. I will die on this hill. <laughs> Invite me to that hill. I would like to eat that. <laughs> right. Might have to wait before like you November, die. December, but absolutely. There's definitely a joke in this since it started talking about rice patties, about like fake meat. It's like, oh yeah, beef and venison, like into a patty, but like combo fake meat with plants. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Like Impossible Burger, I could do, but if it was like, oh, Impossible Burger plus turkey, I'd be like, what do you? Yeah, that mean? would. What do you that mean? would throw me for. Is a that little... like imaginary? You're, you just got to get like in another plane of existence if you're going to do double impossible. Yeah. Would that just be a possible burger then? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> it's a burger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's it's a burger. <laughs> yeah. The search engine optimization for the brand a burger is going to be very difficult. That is an, <laughs> that is an uphill battle. That's the marketing department's problem. Yeah. But what you could do is do a stick with the plant-based patty and then do a meat bun. Okay. You, you, you turn Game nature changer. on its head. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. So to all, all those listeners out there that are trying to start their own restaurant, a free idea for you. Hmm. Don't forget about us little folk when you make it big. <laughs> KFC's like, got it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take the double down. <laughs> it's like a triple down, man. Yeah. No, it's pretty ridiculous. I think even multiple. How do you guys feel about multiple patties in a burger? No, no, just in general. 
I I am a small lad. I am petite. I'm Lilliputian, if you will. Petite. We do call you petite. <laughs> oh, look, it's Dave, the pocket prince. We get it. But like I can I can eat a burger, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I could eat like a double patty burger unless we're talking like fast food slider types. Yeah. Like White I, Castle. Yeah, I could do a couple of those for sure. But on like a normal like restaurant burger, I don't think I could really swing two patties. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking about it from the fast food perspective. The 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 motivation for this actually came from, uh, I saw a Wendy's menu, and I don't know if you guys have seen like a Wendy's menu recently, but it's just like it's exponential, <laughs> like on the number of patties and different types of meat that they like stack onto it, and it's so far beyond anything same. They kind of get aggressive with it. Like, oh, do you want... It's like one, two, three. And then, heaven forbid, you actually look at the calorie count for those Yeah, things. don't do that. It's like two days worth of calories in one of those sandwiches alone. That uh, sounds... Hear me out. That sounds eating? efficient. <laughs> <laughs> the human it sounds body. Like you're just, yeah, because what you do, you'll eat those, and then you'll feel so horrible, you're going to sleep until the calorie count evens out right. for that oh, hibernation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why they do those things. But real talk, who is actually eating one of those triple burgers? Right. That is way too much. With like bacon and cheese between every slice and like not a vegetable to be seen. Oh, no, not in the same zip code for sure. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like drizzled in sauce and probably with like a slice of like just like a chicken filet on it for for no reason. Also, why don't you not just get (laughs) two sandwiches at that point? I like bread, honestly. I, like I mean, the... I do. You say that there's only four slices of meat. I'm going to get two sandwiches. <laughs> it's, like... it's like in my games when they say ratio. I'm like, yeah, it's the ratio of meat to bread to other toppings. Well, they're just trying to watch their carbs, you know, trying to ease up a little bit. So just put it all together. Although I will say I used to eat when I went to five guys more frequently, which wasn't that frequently to begin with. But mm. I, I would get the regular burger which is two patties and just like a gargantuan amount of toppings but Mm -hmm. nowadays i don't think i could do that that is like way too much and also for if i'm moving around and actually burning those calories Mm -hmm. that would make more sense but it's not the case right now i think that's the better mix though is like if you wanted a burger to go hard i'd rather it like goes harder on the toppings than like multiple patties because that's the downside to like a Wendy's meat burger is you take a bite and it is conservatively 5% bread and like <laughs> 95% meat. Um, and I don't know, like I kind of like a, a nice classic with I vegetables, you know, hamburger. So you're a with and not a without? Yeah, I would. I would that's, fair, that's fair. Nobody's going to get that Philly joke, but... um. <laughs> that's pretty much a the, throwaway the whiz wit whiz wit that's where it's at man so also uh who the fuck is this guy who just walked into our podcast no i have no idea we we haven't done intros in a bit who are you and how do you know how did you get here how do you know us so i i uh saw this zoom link posted on reddit yeah in the comment <laughs> thread and i jumped in here uh i'm eric i'm friends with with Jake and Dave here, which is a college buddy of you hooligans. That's true. Yeah. And post-college buddy. 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody even said. Actually. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Post-college acquaintance enough to the point to to let me loiter and ride your coattails into internet success. Mm -hmm. That is... That is where we are headed <laughs> with this. <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with Eric on this episode, check out his new podcast. <laughs> right. It just like explodes. <laughs> it's just like the most popular thing I got to make something so I can plug it here real quick. <laughs> right. Just, just uh, make something in paint. <laughs> Slap it down on Facebook. Call it a day. Yeah, I feel um, you're kind of you're kind of underselling selling it. I know I've talked to... Um, to dave about this but um so like the main function or the core of the discord server is essentially land party like that is basically what it's about i named it kind of funny it's basically about land party um and i think i told dave this in confidence so i'll just say it here on the internet but if i ever die <laughs> Like you're my candidate to take over the Discord server. Oh my goodness, what an honor! Godfather yeah. of the Discord server. Yeah, Eric, you give me the word, we'll make it happen. That is a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a wow. Well, thank you very much. I, I, but yeah, the the rationale for that, the reason for it, is like for the people who out there that don't know us, statistically, that's zero of our listeners. Um, like Eric is the founder and pusher of land party if we ever got like too too much into yeah right (laughs) we're just like over here like doing spreadsheets and business stuff maybe it's just me with the spreadsheets i don't know um he's just like no stop it stop it drink game here you go repeat and talk need somewhere in there yeah 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 it's uh it's 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 good times i'm glad we're still able to do it here too it's even though it's been virtual Mm. but um we're still able to get together, which is really nice. And that's, what's important because I mean, we've been doing this. I think I've been hosting it since either 2009 or 2010. I forget exactly when we started hosting it privately because we did it at college. We had one land party each semester. And then to fill that gap between those semesters, I just, when I was still living at home, we had a house with a big open basement. It looks like it was a rancher that had giant, one room basement pretty much that was just perfect for stashing like 30 computers in and right. once we figured out which outlets went to which circuits and which circuits not to overload and everything uh-huh. and i was like yep. oh this is fantastic yeah but it was a good time doing all that and I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually getting back to in person oh yeah yeah that'll be really great to do again mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully in lancaster yeah, well, it'd be convenient for me, <laughs> but but we'll see, I guess. That's right, just you, nobody else. Yeah, no no one else that will be nearby or move there by that point. But I've um, also had the opportunity to go to some public land parties as well, and those can be quite hopping occasions, because there's some that's, there's actually one that's going to be hosted when it starts up again. Oh, yeah. Pretty much in Reading here, right in Why Missing. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that usually shares uh venue space with the too many games convention over in oaks gotcha and whenever they start those again i'll probably be hooting and hollering about all those because doing it in public is a lot of fun and um yeah talk talk about land party right land party absolutely yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what are you guys talking about i thought we were talking about land party the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i'm confused um yeah, I think. How do you like the the social vibe of essentially doing pub 
pubs and experiencing um, uh, live actual people who you don't know out the out the gate. They may actually kill you if you, if you kill them in a video game. It's a very interesting dynamic because in the same way that when we go in person and you already know everybody and you you have that bond mm-hmm. where where you it's like all right we're all here for video games we're all having a great time everyone's laughing some people are drinking we're just giggling our faces off you you go into the public lands with that mindset already of okay I'm going to spend the next forty eight ish hours with uh, two hundred ninety nine of my new best friends for the next right. two days everyone is just having a great time. Some people can be a bit more reserved, but others can certainly be boisterous and just have an absolute blast. And as long as you take part in some of the different community events, like they'll, of course, there's lots of tournaments. If it's a good land, they'll do all sorts of silly side events that will get you out of your seat. It's, it's a great time. Like the one in, it was in like Lancaster area. Now it's going to be in Reading. One of those, they would have a bunch of video game tournaments, but they had a trivia contest. They had an onion eating contest, which okay. was probably the most hype event of everything. Are these raw onions? I have they to were, ask. They were raw onions. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> that um, I think it was like a, a sweet onion that's like the size of a kickball or something. <laughs> and the one dude ate it in like 60 seconds flat and other people were like, just losing their lunch over this stuff <laughs> and they Did, had a mouse throwing contest as well that was very fun live or usb a, a computer mouse <laughs> okay <laughs> you had to throw it um it was probably like 30 feet or so and there was like a target whoever got close to that target you win some fun door prize or something along gotcha. with they had raffles and all sorts of other stuff what's but weird the, is like i feel i could do that one Right. Like, I feel like I know the weight of my mouse enough to place well, it at a distance. But do you want to throw your actual computer? No, mouse? no, I, <laughs> I definitely want to keep that because it's thankfully it they provide ones for you for that okay. one. That's good. But they do all sorts of raffles and other nonsense. And I like to try to emulate some of that for the private lands as well, just because right. it's, you know, we, we can still we still have our tabletop that usually take that's more often taken over for some of the more recent lands and we have a few of i try to do a few of the tournaments with some small prizes just to uh, keep things more interesting here but um, i would highly suggest if you enjoy private lands look at local public lands as well and invite Mm -hmm. all your friends yeah i mean it would definitely be a step outside of my comfort zone, but we already have some plans for that. I mean, we moved recently, which I think was mentioned here at some point. Um, and we know there's like a game store nearby. Um, and we've never really had a game store. I know like we've had friends that would like go for like Friday night magic or something like that, um, which I imagine is, you know, really cool. Or some people go for like D and don't know. That's, that's a little bit much for me. I love D and I don't know if I could play it with like, Strangers. randoms yeah because yeah. some people are into like weird stuff and i'm like when i'm running D D, i'm like all right no weird stuff <laughs> that's the first rule <laughs> and you if you need me to i can define that rule actually but hopefully you know what i mean um but yeah i i get what you're saying with the land party thing i think the closest i came to like a public land was uh, magfest they had a land one year 
Yeah. Um, it's just like a room completely full of computers and a bunch of sweaty nerds and people oh, are yeah. having crazy time. It's yeah, really some... cool. Like when we did MAGFest stuff, they have it broken out in like dealer's hall where it's just buy a bunch of merch. They had like an arcade for more like stand up actual arcade machines. But then they have like a land center where it just has like different types of consoles set up with a selection of games. You rent a controller by just loaning them your badge for a little bit. And I played like Soul Calibur 3 with a stranger for like 20 minutes. Nice guy. Got my ass beat really hard. But then we fist bumped and fucked off. And I was like, that was a nice time. And you can just go and play with people or just experience some retro stuff. But a lot of people have the same mindset are there, which is cool. Yeah, that's what's great about uh, public lands and, and gaming conventions like that. Um, yeah, Magfest I know did some. There's DreamHack that's usually, yeah. that's like I think they do down in Texas and then a few other places. And also mm-hmm. in Texas is QuakeCon. Um, I don't know if PAX does uh, bring you in computer lands or or exactly, but those are some of the major ones. But there's there's other like local ones that that I had mentioned. There's it's called Fights LAN and RGB LAN are the Pennsylvania ones. Gotcha. Okay, nice. Hopefully it, I can be closer and maybe check out one of those. Oh, yeah. you'll hear me you you will hear me hollering about those as soon as a date gets sent out, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for like that social environment too. I I, I know we're, we've got other topics to hit, but like now I'm thinking about the psychology of land parties and you mentioned this. It's like all of these people and you don't have all of these barriers between you that you usually would. And like I have been to some events that are like that, like church camp or something like that. You know, everybody's there for the same reason you're there. Um, And so you kind of like don't have ice in the same way that you usually would to break and actually like talk to somebody um, that's a really cool it's a really cool vibe I, I assume concerts are like that too or 100 um, percent. yeah mm-hmm. it's it's like going to church basically it's like a religious experience because everybody's there to see the same band it's not people like i like music what's playing tonight and they show uh-huh. up they're right like, oh, <laughs> the radio these people are playing we got <laughs> tickets we plan weeks in advance and then you get to hear the songs that you love from a band that you love and then you're just vibing with other people who were like, the one part of this song, and then everyone sings the lyrics to it. And it's, right. if you like moshing, there's that too. Um, depending on the band. <laughs> In orchestra, it's it's always a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> Bro, my tux got ripped. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say, um, Jake, for you, definitely check out some stuff. Because uh, even if it's weird and you don't like it, you then know you don't like it and you can find something else. But a lot of times you find more so often than not, it's, oh, that was that was a cool thing. I didn't know that I would like that. Right. Now you have some local friends who are maybe playing some board games or something else at the game shop. You walk in, give them the finger guns. They're like, hey, what's up, Jake? <laughs> yeah, give them the finger. You know, a friendly gesture amongst <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, finger them. <laughs> <laughs> friendly gesture amongst friends. That's that's uh, one way to make it memorable. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Do you guys have any, like, uh, positive standout memories from a LAN or gaming socialization events? No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can answer immediately. I see that uh, Erickson is thoughtful post. Yeah, you go and then about it. Um, and I'll throw it to Eric. 
I've had I've had like a lot of a lot of good ones. Very few of them actually like have anything to do with video games, though. Like, and I think that that's become more the case as life goes on. I enjoy the video games, and sometimes I'm frustrated if everyone else is talking and no one will play the video games when I want to play the video <laughs> games. But fair, fair. at the same time, like um, one time at land party, we were outside by the pool, um, and literally just. Uh, I mean, like, I don't drink, so I was sober, but um, they're having a heart to heart, like discussion about uh, life stuff. And um, it didn't require any of like, it didn't require anything to lift inhibitions. It was just like, hey, under the stars, let's just talk about, you know, serious topics for a bit. Um, And I mean, (laughs) my memory is terrible. So if I remembered that, then it had to be meaningful. (laughs) If that (laughs) means anything. but, you know, not necessarily what you expect when you go to a land party to play video games and eat cookies. Um, but to, to be fair, I did eat some cookies and I was pretty drunk, but I did appreciate that three hour conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. On, on my end, there's a few between the looking at the private ones. I'd certainly say um, one of my favorite things is always just doing the the opening shot to just start off the ceremony Mm -hmm. it's it's great just getting getting everyone hyped together that's always so much fun to do um and one of the i think it was like right about when overwatch came out so it was probably like 2016 or 2017 yeah we were all we were playing around and um i got it was like one of the last games that we played at the LAN, one of the last matches and I got a Torbjorn play of the game uh-huh. and I <laughs> started getting like, I got a card to at the end and mm-hmm. it was like, all right, if, if I don't get 12 votes, lands canceled. It's <laughs> 12 votes pop up. <laughs> Nailed it. Lands back on. That's amazing. For uh, public ones. The first time I went to a public land at RGB land, uh, I was volunteering there and helping out. And I also competed in a bunch of tournaments I, uh, we placed, I'm trying to think here. I got in second place in one of the counter-strike tournaments and, oh, damn. uh, it was like, they had an arms race tournament. I got in second place and the guy that got first place, we cherry picked to go on our five on five team, which won first place. Uh-huh. So that was pretty exciting. And they had, um, for all the, the stuff you did, you got points for the weekend and the top 20 ish people points wise, got to compete in the MVP tournament nice. and I got to, what does that stand for? Uh, I don't know. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep during that class. Minimum viable product. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. <Thank> you. <laughs> and I was able to get second place in that tournament. And that was, that was just really, really exciting being a part of for the first time, like attending a land, not worrying too much about, okay, what, what all is going on? Are people going to be, playing games are people going to be doing this or that or you know all the things that that come with hosting and hosting an event like that and mm-hmm. now i can be a participant and it, it was just a, a really really memorable experience the whole weekend um absolutely enjoyed it and because of that i was like i gotta do this all the time and that's right. what picked up my interest in doing some more of the public ones too yeah that's the origin story pretty much yeah I'm, I'm waiting for the next RGB land, which because that was a fourth one. They're waiting to do the fifth one 
still, I guess it'll be, <laughs> wow, it'll be three years this June since they hosted. I wonder why. And right. They're hoping, lazy. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping to get another chance at the MVP title, get the ultimate redemption story. Heck yeah. That'd be pretty sick. You'd be like, remember me? Well, yeah. you will. <laughs> I also have to issue a correction really quickly. Um, looked up Urban Dictionary. It's actually most visible penis. So, oh, <laughs> I okay. I got that wrong. Yeah. Put your goddamn cock away. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remembered the Dave Chappelle sketch that was from. Um, but you should have to take my word on it, but I'm pretty sure it's from that. Yeah. It yes. sounds it sounds yeah. like a Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> I think Uh-oh. mine would have to be just it's not like a specific like one thing. It's more of every time we go, we create dumb funny memories mm-hmm. and then that feeds into the next year or the next one and the next one, the next one. So like at this point we have like a whole host of like Remember the one time that Justin yelled Deska was like really drunk and slept under a tape. We have stuff like that for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that like that legacy lives on and it's like a fun ongoing meme. It's yeah, just like need, the legacy that gets built up that I love. We need a lore master for these lands right. at this point. Yeah. You could have like a specific uh, date and he like, here's like a highlight of something I've tried to back to it. I've tried to keep a little bit of a summary on some of the past lands uh, with this one website that um, that I was working on with AJ for a little bit. We had a mm-hmm. little section just like here's a snippet about this land and so on, just so I could remember. And if I ever got off of Facebook, which I did, then I won't be able to look at some of the past events and be like, oh, when did we do this? What happened this time? And right. So on. Uh, so we, it's kicking around somewhere but we don't have like a fan wikipedia page just that's what i'm saying that's what i was going to suggest to those out there listening the position is open <laughs> you already mentioned Just, justin and like we we call him wiki senpai for different reasons so i don't know if he would accept <laughs> this responsibility as well but <laughs> it, it definitely would be a format that would be good for it i think oh absolutely just saying, he already has a server hosting the Discord bot, so I don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's got he's the network man. Now he can be the the lore master too. The man of yeah. many hats. Yeah, he's got a lot of hats. TF2 style, I like it. Hopefully they sell for for high value too. <laughs> he's, he's got like buds. Yeah, just in a, a crate full of them. Uh, what was it? A towering pile of hat. I think was was one of those TF2 hats. Really like that. Oh my goodness. Just a bunch stacked on top of each other. I remember I had a a hat that had a rubber duck that floated around the top of it. Mm-hmm. You got an unusual. Yes. Sold yeah, yeah. it for $75. And that <laughs> quite a few Steam games. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good deal. The market crashed eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, NFT 0.1 is the oh, unusual right. hats. <laughs> uh-huh. That's really funny. Digital currency is just, it's a, it's a fascinating field. I know that there's literally analysts and people who only operate within digital currency now. And I'm not even talking about cryptocurrency. Obviously, people operate in that, but like for games and things like that. And it blows my mind. Does, like, uh, yeah. does EVE Online do 
like a virtual currency yeah yeah they have isk which which is actually kind of funny because it's like the icelandic uh currency as well it's also just their local currency they're like yeah put it in the video game i thought that was just space currency because a lot of tabletop games that are space themed have isk as the currency as well yeah well it could be a um maybe it's a coincidence i'm not sure does iceland have a space program we don't know about (laughs) if there was a lore master for the podcast they could look (laughs) this up for us um but yeah they uh they, they they definitely do that it's really funny actually because it's almost presumptuous um to be like okay far future far flung space civilization and in fact the portal that they used to get there was destroyed the eve gate in this case and they're completely separated from mankind what currency would they use the u.s dollar and you're like, <laughs> okay yeah sure <laughs> I know Second Life had a big virtual currency thing too, and you could like, oh yeah, go buy and sell their virtual currency. So people would, they would make things or make experiences in Second Life, and that would be like their job because you could yeah. turn a profit on some of that stuff. Make a cool digital shirt and sell it for digital money and trade it for real money. That's, That's still dumb. so crazy <laughs> to make to be like. I understand like you can create something within something else and it'll still have value. Like if you make digital art, it's still art. Um, and so globally accessible, but to have something as niche as like, it's just in the game where people are like, yes. Right. But like I've bought cosmetics before and that's essentially what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not so it's not crazy. Like particularly if it's a game you spend a lot of time on, you're just like, Oh, this would be, this would be really cool. It's just vanity. It's all vanity, but you know what's wrong with that? You know, show something off. I don't wear mono monocolor shirts with no design on them. Mm-hmm. I don't wear plain white tees all the time. Dave <laughs> with his supreme shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> his supreme brick is is uh, just out of camera frame here. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's it's fun though. Yeah. yeah but there's what a is- lot of lot of good games out there. A lot of interesting mm-hmm. games out there, and I know you guys always like talking about your your favorite games that you like to play. But mm-hmm. the real reason that I jumped onto this show, oh, well, okay, the second real reason, the first real reason, like I said, is to ride your internet fame into success. The second <laughs> You're have reason, to beg the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second reason was to ask, what are some of the worst games that you guys have played slash owned? Because you guys mm-hmm. always talk about some of the best games and so on i was curious what your thoughts were about that and i can open it up if to give you guys a moment to think too i would appreciate the moment for sure and jake just for our purposes i'm gonna say we should discount anything that is below the steam refund time this has to be something we've actually put some time okay over two over two hours over two Mm -hmm. hours okay all right well my first idea for that then might be invalidated because i've owned it i don't remember buying it because it was so old it was Quest 64 way oh. back in the day for, for N64. It was a a really nice looking but incredibly boring RPG back mm-hmm. in, I think it said 1998. It was released. I was very, the, the opening sequence, you're in this like giant tower. And it's like, oh, we got to do this thing. Run to this village to go talk to a generic person. And you run <laughs> down this tower for like, 10 or 15 minutes before anything actually happens it it's like something out of that 
like a Monty Python movie where it just goes on forever and ever. And it, it kind of was like a warm up for how the game operated. Go talk to this guy, run for 15 minutes, go talk to this other guy, run for 15 more minutes, fight this person. Then it was when you're like 10 years old, you're mm-hmm. trying to, you're trying to have fun, not run. Daisy wasn't a concept yet. So the running <laughs> simulator uh, idea wasn't really, uh, it was a little too soon for its time. Mm-hmm. But the worst game that I've bought and played for more than two hours, regretfully, was Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, I was that's a good answer. So so excited because I I owned uh, Duke Nukem Zero Hour, played Duke Nukem 3D. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be great. And then I kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally got it. And I was like, okay, it's gonna be awesome. And after like the two hour load times, I played through some of it and it's it just felt like a game that you already played four years Uh ago it just it was just dated and slow and it was just it was sad because it's it's duke nukem it had funny writing but it 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 took you like 20 minutes to get from one bit to the next yeah, I remember that. If I can piggyback off that, I'm, well, I still think of my own answer because um, I remember playing Duke Nukem Forever, and I, I also don't remember if I ultimately beat it or not. And there was like an occasional moment where it's just like the writing was great. This was kind of a hilarious joke, or they just undermined the genre or something like that. But uh, part of the problem I think it had was like it was trying to riff off of all of these popular shooters and like make fun of them. But then, like gameplay wise, it wasn't a better game. Right, so it's just like taking cheap shots, but not really backing yeah, it up. It had, it didn't have any actual reason to uh, stand on its own feet. There, it's just like, okay, I get that you're making fun of Halo, but also it's more playable than this. So, like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do here? Um, and then just some weird moments too. Also in the story, it's just really weird tonal shifts and things. I did think of a game. If Dave's still thinking. I mean, I have one, but I was going to let you continue because I figured Duke Nukem Forever was not also yours. (laughs) Yes, well, by coincidence. No. Um, I didn't... (laughs) (laughs) Completely unknown. (laughs) You literally have a start time for it. Minor technical difficulties. We're back. Maybe we'll leave this in. Maybe we won't. Who's to say? But... um, I was thinking about console games. I was like, oh man, there's got to be some bad console games that I didn't play. But I was kind of blessed. We got an N64 with like GoldenEye and like Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time and like all of these great games. I was like, none of these are, none of these are bad. Um, so I have to go with like an esoteric almost PC game, but like Graveyard Keeper, um, which is literally like a graveyard simulation game. And it's one of the few the few games that I've like ever given a negative review on Steam. And I played the game for like 40 hours. <laughs> and the reason so I literally beat the game and then I thought about it for a second. And I went back and I left a negative review. Um but I don't know, maybe you guys have had this type of experience. Have you ever had a game that was like in the moment? You're like, this could be leading somewhere. And then you get like a tidbit and you're like, okay, I think this next part is leading somewhere. And you get like a tidbit and you're like, I think maybe. And it's just enough to string you along until the end. 
but at the top of that peak you look back and you realize like all is dross like none of it meant anything and it was completely pointless oh yeah hundred <laughs> percent like the one i'm gonna do is uh to put on the execution block is hell point alpha which is an actual souls like but it's futuristic space themed to be fair a lot of the things were pretty interesting in the game gameplay was all right it had enough to be like this is an interesting take on it mm-hmm. and i want to see where it goes and i spent like probably 10 hours playing it and then i'm like game fucking sucks <laughs> and i also left a negative steam review because i had like an issue where the difficulty got way too high and i had to like do some bullshit to get it fixed and then i played it for like another 16 hours and <laughs> i didn't feel better about it afterwards i was just trying to scratch the itch of what was my lack of a souls like at the time right this is desperation so it was the souls like any port in a storm and it just made me mad that it certain things it was fairly lacking in and i was like this is blasphemy mm-hmm. so i did i did actually leave a review for it but blasphemy was a better game 100 percent. it was a really cool <laughs> theming spanish catholic <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think outside be outside of that, like old games, maybe like Army Men One was just very difficult to play. This is like uh, the toys games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very difficult to play. You kind of just died if you got shot. It was kind of like America's Army now <laughs> that they think about it. But <laughs> um, I mean, did you mind it at that age? But I'm pretty sure you were the one talking to. Oh, we're back from technical difficulties. We don't know what's going on. I'm just hitting the lag switch constantly. I need to save that for when we play Smash. Um, That's fair. But I was saying, did you mind it at the time? Like the gameplay of Army Men? Or just looking back, you're like, oh, it's kind of dated. I think I just cheated. I just went to like cheatcodecentral.com and I was like, this game's too hard. Invulnerability, reveal fog of war, <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> I was a little kid and. I'm, uh, sense of pride and accomplishment wasn't enough to drive me forward. I mean, that's fair. I I did that on StarCraft campaign very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Operation Seawall and power overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Radio Free Zerg. If you didn't have music to listen to, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. Eric. I, I was so ready for the clap. Uh, <laughs> nobody actually did. Anyways, uh, we're back once more. You guys probably didn't notice we left. That's a little hurtful. But still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Army Men or something. Probably doesn't matter anymore. Kids play dumb games. I definitely games with did. cumbersome controls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, but nothing changed. I still play games that are bad. So, speaking of, uh, what do you what are your guys' thoughts on Overwatch Two? <laughs> we have a time limit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, Eric's a big Overwatch guy is a is a fan is excited for two coming out and what they're going to change with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I very much like it as a social game with people, but I don't seek it out. And I think Jake will also play with people, but also is more of a fan than I am. Yeah. I guess we went to, we went to the grand finals, so that that does mean something, you know. Do you guys still have the jerseys? Yeah. Still got it. Nice. Yeah. From a uh, esports fan perspective, I 
hate Overwatch 2 because they roll out this game and say, hey, check this out. We're going to make the sequel to this game in three years. So who cares what happens now? See you guys in a little bit. It's a great way to alienate your fan base. And then you look at games on the other end, like League of Legends, Dota, Mm -hmm. Counter-Strike, even Rainbow Six Siege. They're not working on their sequels. They're not trying to... uh, roll out a new product they're enhancing the existing product yeah it's not like um you don't have baseball 2 coming out (laughs) fix everything or anything i mean baseball 1 has kind of been around for a bit so (laughs) (laughs) they need to patch it at the very least i think well for any sports fans out there they did actually release a equivalent of a patch um where for baseball, it's kind of weird. You have the American League and the National League. And in the National League, if you were a pitcher, you had to also go to bat. And pitchers are notoriously poor hitters. But in the American League, you had someone else that jumped in and bat for you. And now they decided, you know what? No more pitchers going to bat. So now this pitchers no longer have to hit. And that's the, the latest patch for baseball. <laughs> quick, quick uh sports side note that actually makes sense though like if i'm a goalie let me do my fucking thing don't put me out there (laughs) if my job is our our batters going up to pitch like it's your turn timmy (laughs) i know you've been practicing the swings but you got to do your overhand now (laughs) yeah yeah i have no i'm a weirdo then because i i'm i i like watching the uh not really i don't really like watching pitchers try to hit because usually they're like i said very very poor hitters but i think it's an important part of the game for Mm. things like hockey and whatnot you you know you don't you're not going to have a goalie try to go out there and shooting but for baseball it's like you're playing on one side of the field make them play on the other side of the field it's just i don't know that's just my perspective but it's it's what you need to keep people actually watching the games because usually when the pitcher comes up to bat it's like oh cool bathroom break here we go right <laughs> and i guess maybe that was that was a great segue um maybe that's what they're dealing with with overwatch too you know like i feel like as an esport it was doing pretty well i feel maybe like the announcement of overwatch 2 definitely put a damper dampener on everything and then not delivering um, Overwatch 2 in any reasonable amount of time. Like, my ideal announcement to deliverable is within a year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Ideally, the same fiscal year, actually. <laughs> You're just like, hey, January, February, whatever comes out in November, that's a decent amount of time. Um, I think Oblivion was announced within like five months, six months, something like that. It was like Gamescom straight up into November. And I was like, dang, I don't have time to not be excited for this anymore. <laughs> um, whereas Overwatch 2 is the exact opposite of that. It's like it's it's been in the pipe forever. Yes, there was a global pandemic in the middle, but probably the biggest factor was they were trying to distract away from their Diablo. At the time, it was the Diablo fa- fiasco, I guess. Man, I sure hope the Diablo fiasco is the worst thing they have to deal <laughs> uh-huh. with. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Looking back on it, it doesn't seem nearly as bad compared to everything. But um, maybe for the next one, they'll just in a few months they'll say, "Oh, Overwatch Three is coming out in twenty twenty five before two launches." <laughs> they're just going to announce it. 
He's going to smother it. No, it's freaking ridiculous. They might at this point. wouldn't surprise me. Blizzard. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> no, Terrible I, graphics. Gameplay is awful. 10 out of 10. Reprehensible stuff. <laughs> I play it every day. <laughs> they're rolling out the uh, beta for that soon, right? Yeah, they're going to have the closed beta. Um, it's going to have... Um, uh, sojourn 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 i think is the way to you say your name one more time uh sojourn oh, okay it's a uh, Tor- torbjorn uh female oh okay Whoa. yeah are they giving her a similar kit i have I no idea what she does looked at anything for this character i don't actually know if we have any information about what she does does she have a hat like bastion does because that is Ooh. paramount to mm. the gameplay that's what we should do. We should get Paramount to fund Overwatch. Let <laughs> me get some content in here. <laughs> I will say DLC I... with Yellowstone and Bar Rescue. <laughs> uh huh. My God, I gotta say I do miss the days of like a new char- a new hero is coming out, a new character, and yeah. then everyone would like gather around whichever computer was there. This is usually like at work at the time over like mm-hmm. a lunch break, and people would be like, "Oh, these are the abilities." And then we talk about the possible meta shifts and synergies and it was really fun oh yeah you hop on discord you'd be like do you see the new character and then again you talk about it the whole evening mm-hmm. it's exciting to see like a game that you love have a major shift i guess the sports equivalent is like this team's getting a new player or mm-hmm. some some other major change yeah this guy's cheating and no one's caught him yet <laughs> how long can we ride this <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i do miss that and it, it's uh it's a saddening fact that like recently overwatch has had about as many um content updates as heroes of the storm has um it's around the same number of like released heroes across the last year or two so it's like this doesn't really feel like your triple a product that you're still supporting as much um i think i've seen more recent content updates for team fortress too yeah right that's that's Ouch. a little telling. Yeah. It's almost cheating, though, because Valve can literally be like, hey, community, do you like all that free stuff you're making? Like, Can we just use some of that? Okay, cool. Let's package it together. Ship it out. Here's a custom <laughs> I map. I think that's what it was, too. <laughs> I mean, it works, though, right? Like, it is fresh content for the community. I wish people could. I mean, I guess Workshop exists, but it's yeah. not feeding into the main streamlined gameplay of Overwatch. No. I mean, I think Left 4 Dead 2 had a map that was player-made that eventually got added. Yeah. It's a cold, whatever, stream, river, something like that. Yeah, you actually got it and you nailed it. (laughs) Cold, whatever, stream, river, something like that. (laughs) Uh, This was Ellis. Ellis was (laughs) saying the name of the map. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's a a way to do it. Realistically, though, like, are you guys going to play Overwatch 2? I probably will reluctantly, yeah. and then I'll be like, "Oh, it's been so bad." But I don't know. As long as I think the main driver, same thing with regular Overwatch, is you know, are, are the boys on? You know, I want right. to play games with with my friends, so, right. right? Yeah, sure. Overwatch too. Let's, let's try it out. I'm not playing this for you, Blizzard. <laughs> I'm playing no. it for them. Do it for them. Do it for exactly. the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I also am a little bit excited for the PVE stuff because I don't know. I legitimately, as I get older and older, I find 
petting my will against that of another human being is less and less interesting. And I'm just like, ah, I'll just shuffle into my corner and <laughs> freaking fight bots. <laughs> so I guess we're not playing Smash tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that, though. And their PvE content has been pretty fun. Like, I like when they do little events of like, hey, you have your four people against the bots. Yeah. And they actually make it interesting and challenging. It's a nice, fun little event to do as a break from PvP gameplay. I feel like if they put the effort into that, like, because those were passable to good, I think is how I would rate them. But, like, if they're literally putting that effort into, like, a PvE campaign, then, like, sweet, awesome. You can leave the multiplayer, the PvP similar, which they are for the most part, it seems like, outside of making it 5v5. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) I don't know. We'll see how it is, I guess. But if people play it, I'm probably also going to play it, especially if Microsoft gives me some ethical footing I can stand on. <laughs> I mean, that would definitely help. But as far as other games that uh, at least don't currently have a scandal that I know of, how do you guys feel about any recent games or upcoming games? I am thinking the last game that i bought is oh man i don't even know it has been a long i think the last the most recent game i've picked up is doom eternal i am far behind on the latest in gaming so i'd have to lean on you guys a little bit here that's fair i know a certain little birdie told me that they were excited for another horizon game that came out recently oh yes oh my goodness yeah i gotta come out from under my rock and i gotta check out that horizon forbidden west because horizon zero dawn was banging big oh, fan yeah. Yeah, that's stuff. it's probably the most recent game that i put like i put like 50 hours into that and i can't remember the last time i did that for an adventure game or something like that right yeah i will get back to it <laughs> i've got a lot going on right now and then elden ring is plenty fine <laughs> whenever i feel like playing a single player game um but it is uh it is definitely on the list it's just the shadow of Elden Ring. You don't think a ring should cast a shadow as large as it does, right? Because we it's were not even, just talking about Halo a minute ago. <laughs> it's not even a solid shape. Um, but yeah, it's hard to think about playing other stuff right now. We'll see though. No, only the entire internet is talking about that game. I know. Uh, right? I, I guess my, it's my like YouTube's okay. Recommendations are all over it. It's like it's literally throwing me videos that are like, oh yeah, there's like 700 views for some guy who kills another guy in PvP, and like nothing interesting happens, and YouTube's like, this is for you. <laughs> Enjoy it. Consume. <laughs> Consumer. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Great algorithm. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you will watch this, and you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It searches Elden Ring, takes the top three results, and just puts it in my uh, recommended. Yeah. And then it does it every ten minutes. Where the top results are just the most recent. There's no better qualifying aspect yeah. to them. It's not. I don't get the Vadi stuff. Who's that guy? It's yeah. just somebody who uploaded it has two views. They have like 1,000 uh, subscribers. He hasn't made much content for it, actually. He's kind of being outpaced by a bunch of like junior content creators who are doing lore stuff right now. Yeah, Yumfa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unrelated, I did watch. I started watching Yumfa's uh, No Walking Dark Souls 3. I don't know what that one is. It's trying to beat Dark Souls 3 without doing anything on the left analog stick. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> that sounds incredibly boring. You do attacks and like weapon animations to move, move your character. Forward? Oh my god. And then you use a bow to like re-aim yourself. <laughs> it's it sounds really dumb when I describe it, but like he uh-huh. makes it at he makes those challenge runs entertaining. Um I don't know. That is insane. Yeah, to be That's where I'm at now. That. It's like I don't play games I like as much as I watch other people play games that I like in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the PvP content for Elden Ring and other stuff. Live yeah. vicariously through other people. That is fair. I'll be honest though, like I don't know what it's gonna come out to after like we see how much audio we lost, but we've been recording for like three or four hours at this point. Um I'm getting really tired. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. Thank you, uh, Eric, for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for really letting me loiter. It's it's wonderful hanging out with you guys. Yeah, it's been good to have you here. Thanks for letting us farm you for content, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Anytime, <laughs> fellas. Anytime. Sow the seeds of friendship so that later <laughs> you can come back and, and harvest the, the, uh, the content. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, it's great having you on. You're an excellent uh, guest. If we can get you back in the future, I think I speak for myself when I say I would be in favor of it. Um, I won't make ju- I won't make Dave make a judgment here on the on the on while we're live, but you know that's fine. It's fine. Puts out the gladiator. Thumb. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the listeners never know. Um, but if you guys out there have any ideas for future episodes or celebrity guests who are desperate enough to perhaps. Uh, join us on the podcast um, in addition to the celebrity guest we had this evening um, then please send in those recommendations send in those CVs to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or I think I think Facebook's still around facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast we'll see I don't know we'll keep just pushing the link out there and eventually it's just not going to work one day so as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night see ya Thank you.